0: We are not supposed to separate from them. We need to be separated from them concerning what they do. But we need to relate with them so that we can affect their lives. Listen, if you are not strong as a Christian and your sword, you don't carry enough sword, don't go and relate with them. They will change you. They will corner you and bring them to themselves. Brothers and sisters, you are different. You are chosen. You are peculiar. You are the royal priesthood that the Lord has called for to show forth his praise to this world. Therefore, leave your value. Let them refer you. Let, them, let people start referring to you as example of life they want to eliminate. Be a testimony wherever you are. And our text Job chapter, Joshua chapter 1, 6 to 8 is quite instructive. The church exists for the sake of the world. We therefore need to live our lives of value every day. So, what are values? Values are basically principles, standard of behavior, and they are one's judgment of what is important in life. They are basic fundamental beliefs. That guide or motivate attitude and action. Our value, brothers and sisters, determine the sort of person we want to be and the sort of person we want to move with. The manner that we treat ourselves and others. Value provide the general guidelines of conduct and behavior. And in our notes, George Lorima once said that he's an American journalist. At the back of every noble life, there are principles that are fashioned it. In other words, values are the foundation of every great life. No one ever succeeded in the place of leadership who did not first choose the value by which they will live their life. And Albert Einstein, that German-born great theoretical physicist, has this to say, try not to become men of success, rather become men of value. This is because when we become people of value, success will naturally flow. Follow everything that we do. Jesus Christ was very clear about this in Matthew 6.33. And what did he say there? Matthew 6.33 Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all other things will be added. When you become a valuable individual in the kingdom, you are a kingdom citizen under the king and in the palace of the king, then you don't lack anything. Why many Christians are lacking and we hold night vigils, meetings, for other things, is because we are not in the kingdom. We are in the church, and many churches are not the kingdom. May God give you understanding? Many churches are not the kingdom. When you seek the kingdom, and the king gathers you know, the king dominates your life, the king rules your life, you don't need to ask for any other thing. Because in the palace, everything is there. Every church is supposed to be the kingdom of God. We are nothing is lacking. Why is the church people lacking things? It's because the reminiscences of the kingdom is not the church. May the Lord bring the kingdom back. Remember, Joseph, the son of Jacob, he lived a life of value. He had the integrity of heart. A great Christian must have virtue. Success followed despite the headwinds of life that pass through him. And in your notes, Aerosmith Smith wrote that the real measure of man's worth is how much he will be worth if he lost all his money. Money does not tell how much you are worth. Value tells it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you lose your money, it's nothing. It is who you are that matters. Because it is who you are that got that money. Even though they may steal the money, who you are will bring more money. Hallelujah. Some of the personal value that we need to look at include compassion, open-mindedness, loyalty, courage, equality, freedom, education, love, family, integrity, honesty, gratitude, personal development, honor, trust, achievement, wealth, appreciation, acceptance, kindness, laughter, all of them, these are all kind of value that you can have. When we use our value to make decisions, we make a deliberate choice to focus on what is important to us. When values are shared, they build internal cohesion in a church, in a team, and in a group, or even in a family. What are the benefits of value to us? When you have value in your life, value will help you to align with who you are and avoid stress while consciously avoiding things that does not gel with you. Number two, value will help you to grow and to develop better. Number three, value helps us to create the future we want to experience. Number four, value acts as an anchor and keep us steady when situations are tough and challenging and circumstances are contrary. Number four or five, values they will act as a compass so that they will be guiding us in the right direction that we need to go. A man value will determine what he does and how he does them. Next one, value helps us in making decisions and setting our priority right. There are things I want, I won't need to think about because my values is already did not think that for me. Next one. Value declare who you are truly. It gives you self-awareness. Remember Matthew chapter 7 verse 16. By their fruits they shall know them. Hallelujah. And the last one. Value helps us to create the future that we want to live. There are four types of value. If you want to know that. Four types of value. We have, we have individual values. We have relationship value. We have church or organizational value. And four, we have the world values, the societal values. And when we talk about individual value, I'll talk about them, personal value, compassion, personal development, loyalty, courage. are these how you want to show up in life. And your specific the need principle of your life. What you want to live by. What you consider that is important to you. Sometimes, values are because of self-interest. Individual values, like I've mentioned, they are because it's what you want to use to guide your life. And it's important to have a value. Then, relationship value also is very important. Uh, How you want people to relate with you. The kind of friends you will have. The kind of family you want to have, the kind of colleagues you want to have in your office, the kind of uh, neighbour you want to have in your your, your 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 society, all of these will also give you value. Sometimes values like this talks about being open, being honest, being generous, being trustworthy. All of these build relationship. Then the next one is organizational or church values, and here it could be for for, for our church. We have the house. Holiness, can you say? Do you know that? Our can you mention it? Holiness, what else? Accountability, resourcefulness, and sacrifice. That's for our church. But for other organizations, these are what they want to be known for and what they want the, the way they want to be regarded in the world. Sometimes some organizations they have productivity. They have professionalism, they have, uh, they have uh, strategic alliances, they have teamwork, sometimes it's uh, the bottom line, financial growth, all other But in our church, we have holiness, we have accountability, resourcefulness, and sacrifice. Are we communicating? So, it's important that we understand that. Then the societal value, that is the world where we are. Societal value reflects how you and your organization, including our church, relates to the society. And so values include future generation. That's one of the things we lack in Nigeria today. This generation is not planning for the future generation. And the future generation that is already here, already misbehaving, because of the failure of the former generation. May the God, may God of heaven forgive us in Jesus' name. Then ecology is part of it. Sustainability, how you clean your streets, all of those things. These are all values. So if you understand this, how can you and I become a person of value? How can you become a value-based person? Number one, know your value and adhere to it. Two, know the value of the organization where you work and don't go against it. Am I communicating? If the organization you work for, the church you work for, their value is contrary to your value, please leave. Did you hear what I said? You didn't hear. What did I say? No, what I said before I said. Please leave. That's it. If your value is not in alignment, not congruent, the best thing for you is to live. Or you change your value because the organization will not change their value for you. If you stay there by fire, by force, you will be living under stress and you will never be fulfilled. And anything you do under stress will not glorify the Lord. Tell your neighbor, shame you are hearing. Value-based leadership is the idea that leaders should draw up upon their own and others' values, including those established for their organization, for direction and motivation. At its core, value-based leadership philosophy asserts that people are mostly motivated by values and live according to their beliefs. Therefore, it is critical that you and your organization understand your values work together towards identify values for your organization and use them as the motivation to lead forward toward the desired vision and the future state that you desire for yourself and that the organization also desires for itself. There are four principles of value-based leadership. Number one is self-reflection. Number two is balance. Number three Is self-confidence. And number four, is genuine humility. You need to be self-aware of yourself so that you can reflect of who you are. Then there must be balance in everything that you do. Don't be too strict on yourself to the extent that you won't be ethical or you'll be so overtly ethical that you'll be wronging and wounding yourself. Then you must have true self-confidence. That this value you have set is achievable and I can do it. Then you must have genuine humility. You must be humble. If you are not humble, never forget that you came where you came from and how you got to where you are. Understand that the journey is far, and that it is only those who are able to reach there that will survive. So don't be too full of yourself. I spent 30 years as a Christian. How many did you serve? You serving the Lord and not yourself. May the Lord give us understanding in Jesus' name. So, please, another thing you need to know to have a man of value is that be authentic. Be authentic. Don't be pretentious. Don't be pretentious at all. The most authentic ministers are very transparent and they don't act like puff puff. They do things as it's supposed to be. They are genuine. There is no fake. Then the last thing is, please, if you have self-reflect, you have self-confidence, you exhibit balance, and you have genuine humility, please, and please, if you know your value, and you know the value of your organization, one thing you need to do is to continuously improve. Engage in continuous improvement. Don't stay where you are. Keep improving on regular basis. Find opportunity to relate with people that are greater than you so that they can draw you up. Then relate with those that you are lower than so that you can draw them up, not to drag you down. Am I communicating? One of the things I discover is that many Christians I need to research with this uh, before the COVID, like the 2018 or 2019, we discover that only 42% of ministers and workers have mentor or coach. Only 42, maybe 40 or 42 percent only have mentor or coach. Many of you don't have people who are brooding over your life. You don't have disciples. See, this Christian race, you can't run it alone. Go to organizations, big organizations, Google, um, Amazon, um, Citibank, all of them, the executive, the managing director, they have coaches and mentors who have seen life, who relate with them. Many of our leaders, many of our church leaders don't have coaches and mentors. They are just there. saying, saying, not God, not God. No. There are something God has released to others that you can learn from. They can give you understanding. Tell your neighbor, don't run this race alone. It is dangerous. Go and find a coach. Go and find a mentor. It's not because I'm a coach, but I'm a coach. I'm a spiritual leadership coach. I'm an executive coach. I'm a discipler. I have a lot of disciples. Over 100 disciples, which are which are brood over their lives. Either by telephone, or one-on-one, whatever, or by Zoom, and what have you. I have them. And we had time to Talk together, to listen together, to share things together so that they will not run this race and fail. Many of you are too lonely. That's why you are stressed. God will help you. So, you have known everything concerning our our, our, our something. So, friends, look at our 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 How to become value-based leader, articulate your values, I've said it, internalize your value, and then uh, also put them into practice deliberately and continuously improve on it. Then RCCG core values. You can see them. They are holiness, integrity, obedience, and transparency, accountability means responsibility and stewardship, resourcefulness, uh, faithfulness, and diligence, sacrifice, faithfulness, and hard work. All of these are very critical for you and I.O. And it is important that you align with it. If you don't align with it, there's no need for you to be pursuing shadows. You will need to align with them. Because if you are sacrificial, you'll be faithful. And you will work diligently. One of the things I just want to say here, resourcefulness is very key. Resourcefulness is very key. I just want to talk about that one. Resourcefulness. Resourcefulness is having the ability to find clever ways to overcome difficulties. And you can also say is, a, is having the necessary resources to adapt to different situations and effectively solving the challenges. When you are resourceful, you will be truly fruitful. When you are resourceful, you will be diligent in whatever you do. You will need to develop resourcefulness, brother and sister. Gideon was very resourceful. In Judges chapter seven, he used clay pots and trumpet to win a war. Samson, in Judges chapter fifteen, verses three to five and fourteen to sixteen, he uses foxes, torches, and donkeys of the jawbone of an ass, to do what? To win his war. Joseph, in Genesis chapter 41, also was very resourceful that he was able to interpret the dream of Pharaoh, and Pharaoh put him in charge to prepare the first seven years of abundance so that they can overcome the next seven years of famine. You need to be resourceful. Resourcefulness is very key. When you are resourceful, things will be very easy for you. So I like to say that resourcefulness and creativity, they work together. They work together. When you are resourceful, you are creative. And when you are resourceful, you will be fulfilled. When you are resourceful, you will have enjoyment of life. When you are resourceful, you will have authority and control. When you are resourceful, riches will be your own portion. All of these are result of being resourceful. So as a believer, this is an inner strength that you need to ensure that always you find good ways of doing things and solving problems. I've said this on this movie before. There is no parish that is on a hard ground. There is no parish that is on a hard ground. What is hard is the heart of men in that parish. Hello? Hello? Did you hear what I said? There is no parish that is on hard ground. What is hard? is the heart of men that is in that parish. Because 500 meter to 1 kilometer radius of that church, if you, if you look at the population that surrounds that church, you will discover that to get 200 people will be very easy if your heart is soft. May the Lord give you understanding in Jesus' name. So, in closing, Colossians chapter three, verse twenty-three. Colossians chapter three, verse twenty-three. And whatsoever you do, do it heartily, as unto the Lord, not unto men. You want to be a valuable person? Do it unto the Lord. Don't do it because of your pastor. Don't do it because of your organization. Do it to the Lord. Because the Lord sees the heart. And he will reward you openly. You want to be, you want your church to be a church of value? Then, follow their value. Do it as unto the Lord. Do it cheerfully. Don't do it other grudges. Because anything that you don't do in a cheerful manner has no result. Ladies and gentlemen, brethren, I call you to rise up from this meeting and go and live your value and go and defend the value of your church organization. Thank you very much. God bless you. So we will entertain question. If you have any for us to, you have any question, clarification, or comment? Yes. Who asked? How would they? How they talk? After let you, let just speak the question. Can I see your hands? One, two. Are you lifting up your hand? One one there, brother. Uh-huh. Two. Yeah, that's second one. Go ahead, sir. Good morning, sir. Um, under the first uh, teaching that we had, uh, please, sir, uh, can you help us to differentiate more properly between the enablers and the sustenance of vision. Thank you, sir. Can I, can I do that now? Can I do that? There are three levels of people in every vision. The first is the man or the woman that received the creative vision. And in most cases, when a man receives creative vision, he cannot walk it alone. God is going to send to him people. That's how you build your team. The enablers are the first call. The enablers are small. They may not be more than two or three. That's why you saw those who surrounded Moses were Aaron, Joshua, and um. The, the elders. They were very small compared to the old six million people. But the enablers, they are the ones that have seen their vision in the vision of the leaders. And they are ready to die for the leader. Look at Joshua. Joshua was always with Moses. Aaron, they were always if Aaron was the spokesman. Whatever Moses Aaron says, it is what Moses has told him to say. They are close to the visioner. And they walk very close to them. But they are small. They are also leaders. But they are at the a lower level than the visioner. Now it is the enablers that we now go and recruit the sustainers. The sustainers are many. They are many. If the enablers are five, the sustainer can be up to 50 in a large congregation. And these are people who also have seen their own vision not just in the vision of the enablers, but in the vision of the visionary. They are, they are not the real grand troops. The Levites, I'm talking of Coatite, the Mirarite, and the Gershonite. Then you are talking of the that the, the, the singers. Then you are talking of the, the 70 elders, not the 12, the, the 12 leaders of the tribes. Those one are, are the enablers. So, and all of these people, they are the ones who are going to sustain the vision. So, When you sustain, they are the ones who keeps it going. They are the ones who go to the congregation and talks about it to others so that others also can have buying into that vision. It is the sustainer who make it known to every other person. They are also leaders, but they are at a lower level. To build a vision, you need the creative vision now. You need the enablers. You need the sustainer. Hallelujah.
1: Praise the Lord. Okay, so um, when you were talking about the personal vision and the corporate vision, so my question is uh, can the personal vision be so big that it now becomes bigger than the corporate vision? otherwise what are the causes of um, ch- uh, people breaking out of the church and establishing their own ministry and thank,
0: started from thank you very much personal vision cannot be bigger than the corporate vision under which you are serving God may give you another vision which you cannot maintain under a corporate vision that's why You see, if people receive a fresh vision for a ministry and it cannot be contained under a corporate vision, then you will need to be separated and go away. It's not going to be fight. But when there is fight, it is not given by God. You need to understand that because in most personal vision and corporate vision I've seen, it is the leader instead that will said, you have served enough. You need to move ahead. I will give you this. I will give you this. I will give you this. You need to move ahead. I want to see you in several years to come and be visiting you. And that person will leave and will still be the son or the daughter of that person. And the person will still be going there as the father. But in most cases that you see, they leave and they say, that man not my father because they didn't live correctly so a personal vision cannot be bigger than corporate vision every personal vision is subsumed under corporate vision when God wants to give you a fresh vision that cannot be contained under a corporate vision, he will ask you to separate I hope it's clear it's better. you need to understand that, if it is God that called this leader it's God that called me it's God that I call him, and he wants to leave? We should not fight. In fact, God will have told me that he is going, and I will encourage him and give him all the necessary support. Because if he doesn't go, where the land is going to? Maybe Fallow Ground, where he can also uh, plant the kingdom. Why should I fight him? What? Oh, okay. Ah.
2: I was moving. Praise away the from Lord. You. I was running away from you. Praise the Lord. Sorry, sir. Yeah, I have a question, sir. Uh, thank you very much for that teaching. In one of your statements, when you are talking about values, okay, when you are talking about values, that uh, if your value does not agree with your corporate value, the best interest is for you. To be. So that. I didn't say
0: that. Okay. It is to shape your value to conform. And it's. To, and, and if he doesn't, then the best thing is to separate. To separate. So that. Uh, yeah. you,
2: are, you, you didn't
0: talk yeah, no, to finish I'm, now. Okay, say sorry, everything sir. I said. Don't
2: abbreviate. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry, sir. No, so no. Yeah, my question now is if there is a corporate value, because I'm speaking from the perspective as a chorister now, because I have friends who have left the mission, the Redeemed Christian Church of God, because they felt that the mission of the church does not encourage excellence. In the area of music. That's not so, true. Yeah, no, I I, 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 I let, 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 let me let me come down, sir. So that is that's not true. Yeah, that is the that is their own perception. perception and what they have seen over the years. And when they, when you when you listen to them sometimes, maybe as a corporate goal, it is not true, but by the virtue of the circle at which they operate, maybe that is what they saw. That made them come to that uh, conclusion. Now the question now is: Now I belong to this family, and I'm also seeing the same traits now. And I want to please in a way that I will not look and sound uh, as if I am fighting my fathers, as if I am uh, rebellious. Rebellious. Thank you, sir. How can I go about it and uh, you know let my fathers know that, sir, for me to be ve- like you made a very Know, vital statement that really touched my spirit that you don't serve God uh, uh, with stress. That when we, you know, you serve God, we should serve God with joy. So, what when, when I'm beginning to feel the stress and I don't want to go, I have the burden to stay you know, because the, everything has to do with burden. I have the burden to say, How can I influence my fathers to ensure things are done properly? Thank you.
0: All you need is relationship. You don't have any problems, uh, relationship and communicate. There are so many of us here. We have been in this church. Pastor we've been here for 30 something years. Yes. Me and Pastor Akande were a teacher in baptism class. Yes now. We were nari worker, thirty something years. We've been here and we have been ministry both within and without. But our leaders, we informed them at that time. This is what the Lord had given us to disciple the church. And we were ministering outside. And we are coming back to the corporate. We were ministering outside. There's nothing... If you allow your leader to know your plans, he will cover you with prayer. He will also cover you. The problem is that many of us don't want to bow under the cover. We want to do things on our own. And that's not correct. A man that lasts in ministry is a man undercover. And we call that cover the place of refuge. Where you stay and you are brood over. Then you go out, then you come back. Hallelujah. Communicate and relate. Are will with me? Two things work in the corporate, it's also work in the church. Competency currency and relationship currency. Just because you are competent and you have the necessary skill does not mean that people you don't relate with will you to them or cover you. No. You need both. You need competency, currency and relationship currency. And many of us don't have relationship currency. When you have relationship currency, that is what we speak for you behind closed doors.
1: Praise the Lord, sir.
0: Dude, I like I tell you like your terror too much in
1: this <laughs> church. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, talking about visions and values, God gave his vision to Peter in Acts chapter 10 about the Gentiles and the values. yeah. And then Peter obeyed. He went after Cornelius. But when he got back to Jerusalem, because of the institutional values, he was not ready to identify some of the visions and God's visions and values. He took Paul. Confronted, Paul, confronted Peter about this issue. When he was to eat with the Gentiles, Ye- he sir. Yes, sir. separated himself. Yes, sir. Because of the, 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 the cost external of,
0: values. The cost of
1: yes, sir. sir, if everyone in every organization, in every institution, be it church institution, call, and let's just limit ourselves to church institution. Is it, if everyone is leaving, sir, if Paul had left and said, okay, Peter, because of what you have done, I will go out of this situation. I think that maybe some people should remain and confront, not quote and unquote, not in a rebellious way. Yeah, to
0: challenge challenge such things so that we can refine it. Exactly, sir. So that's just my... No, your your question is quite right. But let me say this thing to you, sir. What happened in Acts chapter 10? In Acts chapter 10? When I say... When um, the Lord showed the vision of the white sheet, that was where Peter was supposed to have said, "Yes, Lord, I will do it." But he said no. He said no. He rejected it. That was why God wanted to send Peter to the to the Gentile, but he refused it. But he still must do the first one with Cornelius. Why? Paul was the apostle to the Gentile. Because he obeyed the Lord on the road to Damascus. Why they were fighting? The reason why Paul challenged Peter was not on value. It was on Judaic value. So it it has nothing to do with the church, the New Testament, the New Covenant Church value. No. The reason why Paul challenged was that was not the value of the New Covenant Church. It was the Judaic covenant and value that Paul was talking about. I hope that is clear sir. So, if you are in an organization and the value that they have is in with your own, if you have another job, you can go somewhere else. If you don't have another job, you shape your value to fit the organization. And if it doesn't fit, start writing letter of... Um, of application, so that you can go. I hope you know where you are going. Whether the value also will be, so by the time you know, you will be going from pillar to post, and nothing go be better. May God help us. All right, there are some questions here. The first one says, "Thank you, sir, for well delivered and teacher. Okay, we ashamed My question has to do with our timing in our parishes because. Some parishes close as late as 1 p.m., and this is affecting the attendance greatly. Is there no specific closing time for Sunday service? Uh, Pastor, Pastor, we answer. Um, <laughs> Pastor, your app will answer. What, what? If you are under a leader that is not listening to your suggestion, listen, oh. Your leader is not listening to your suggestion. Please, sir. He's not bound to listen to your suggestion. You need to end it. Hello? Did you hear me? You need to what? You need to end it. Wait. Just listen. 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 If you are suggesting to your leader, we need to first of all find out who you are. What's your life in the ministry before you are suggesting? How regular are you in church activities and what have you? How close you are with other leaders? Have you suggested at a lower level for us to consider your suggestion at the upper level. Am I communicating? You need to build yourself up and show yourself so that your leader can see you as a person of dignity and value to be listened to. I hope you are with me. You can't just say you are suggesting. Who are you? Polotiwa? There is need I'm just saying, you can suggest, but you can't just suggest on microphone or megaphone. Suggestions are tete and tete. And when you are going to suggest, suggest in a way that will add value to what you want to condemn. Let, don't let your suggestion be condemnation, let it be critical and be constructive with resp- with answers that can be followed. Then but you need to have win this over time so that you can be recognized as a good suggester. You clearly explain that an ineffective and inefficient ministers are likely to be wasteful and not achieving good results and such should be removed or resign voluntary. In our system, RCG, such cases, such cases are widely known but tolerated, grossly resulting in poor overall performance. Should our leaders continue in such repeating the truth as revealed by you today, friends, what I've just taught you is what I teach at the master's level in in seminary, in terms of Christian leadership. The the quadrant, the one ineffective, and that's the lower quad, the lower left quadrant, ineffective and inefficient. We will set them aside. Setting aside. I'm not saying you should remove them. Set them aside. What you are to do with them is subject to a lot of discussion in seminary. There are so many things we need to do with them. Because in Christianity, we don't discard people. We rehabilitate people. I didn't have enough time to talk to you what you need to do with each of them. Even the stars. There are developmental processes you need to do with the stars. If not, if you don't keep on with the staff, that is the effective and the efficient, they might drop there, or they might drop there. Are we communicating? So, the ineffective and inefficient, you need to set them aside, and now put them in what we call nursery. There's a spiritual nursery where you put them, and start nursing them based on their deficient and defective part. That can take years before they are returned back into church. We don't sacrifice in church. Amen? Am I communicating? So, that person does say Don't be annoyed. It is because we have not created what I've just said. And it's been done in some churches where they separated people like that. They will use, some of you who are in nature, We use the 9 grid box or the 16 grid box. And we separate them into nine, 9 boxes or 16 boxes. And all of them are treated differently, but they are going to be pushed into leadership as time goes on. Hallelujah. So that's uh, the way we answer that question. In in uh, in church, we don't sack people. We don't sack. Just like uh, one church did sometime ago, stacking pastors. It's not done. It's not done. No, don't. It's it's not. It's, it's not godly. We don't sack people. We we rehabilitate people because God cannot uh, reject anybody. All of us. If God rejects us, huh? Eh? The man where they stand before you now. I'll be a bad man before. I know be, be correct man when I did the word. But God rehabilitated me because of mercy. And I can stand here and say, Praise the Lord. Let us stand to pray. Will you just lift up your hands, and say, Father, anything in my life that is not making game for you, please approve them in Jesus' name. Can you pray? Anything in my life, not profiting you, not making game for you, please approve them, Lord.